0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: UEFA Champions League football is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every game from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona, and more in football's biggest club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time, and stream every match of UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount Plus.
0: two-two, and we still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil, like
1: Hello, welcome to another Touchy Goodness podcast, my name's Lewis, I'm joined today by Sheldon, how you doing bro?
0: Yeah, all good man, all good. Sick, but you know, you know what it is. Mm
1: nursing the wounds like we're, we're, from sunday man. yeah from
0: from the live show man we're, we're, we're still suffering man still suffering yeah
1: yeah 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 it, it, getting ill wasn't the only uh thing that we got from that bloody show man She's we got our ass handed to us Jeez. uh yeah man i just want to say a big shout out to everyone who came to the live show um even you horrible united fans who came um for those who probably will be listening to this, just to get because you're sickos and you just want to get your overdose of of pain. But we're, we're gonna try not give it to you on this episode. We're gonna be we're gonna be quite we're gonna be quite measured. We're not gonna be um we're we're not gonna be giving you uh, emotions like we were giving you on on Sunday, man. Emotions were running high. There's a lot of there's a lot of memes going around of still images of people just looking mad but um yeah it was a it was a great day I appreciate everyone coming out um there'll be plenty of more of those shows to come this season um and yeah we hope everyone had a had a great time um but yeah let's get into the into the game show man like it was um we already knew what was on the line prior to the game right we it's, it's, it's never a game that's been particularly favourable to us. Is it one one win in 15 um, at Old Trafford in the league? It's a very bad record, right? Like, probably our worst record out of all the Premier League teams. Um, it, it feels that way, right? Probably between that and, and Spurs. Like, we haven't won at Spurs for a while as well, but those two, de- those two games do seem to be our Achilles heel, and it has been for at least the last decade. And, you know, But saying that, I did head into this game with a very positive mindset, thinking that we could do something. Um, I didn't think, you know, I didn't believe that we, you know, we would come away with three points or anything like that. But I felt like we were in a good enough place to play well. And if the, you know, if the dice fell for us, we, we um, we could come away with a positive result. How was you feeling coming into the game?
0: Yeah, I, I felt I felt good. I didn't feel good about the game, not because I'm not feeling good about the team, but just like you said, it's uh there's too many PTSD traumas from this ground, man. It's the ground I hate paying up most in the league league. You know, even when we played well, still never seemed to win. And it was uh, you know, the case again on Sunday, man. So yeah, it is what it is. Like I'm never confident going there for a multitude of reasons. So um but you know it, and it did have a you know a feeling of deja vu you know um but I, I to be fair I don't feel like we had played well at Old Trafford in a while we actually played well even though obviously even though we came out of the defeat and I think you know it's a bit cliche to say but like you know every big game there's always fine margins so for example if that Martinelli goal goes in for us maybe it forces United out and it's a different game do you know what I mean so um so unfortunately it is what it is but Team should take heart from me, it shouldn't lose confidence. Just if we play like that, we'll win nine out of ten times most weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um just looking at the team, is it is is there anything that you would have, you know, done a little bit different? I mean, we didn't, you know, we, we obviously we didn't have party available. Um, I'm not sure how fit um you know Zinchenko was uh coming into the game. And is there anything that you maybe would have done differently in hindsight or was you
0: happy with the lineup. No, you know, I mean obviously Lakonga was was an enforced one, but outside of that, it's pretty much as strong as it can get at the moment. So I, I wasn't unhappy with it. And I don't think, you know, by the first 10-15, when they started all right, I think we pretty much had it bossed it all game. We forced them back, we sustained well. Um we kept them penned in for times. Um you know we we didn't get the rubber to green with with uh the disallowed goal and you know, just one moment. You know, it's really annoying because when you look at the stats after the games, you see how many touches United had had in our box. It was next, and it was less than ten. Do you know what I mean? Through the whole game. So when 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 that happens, and you're on the receiving end of conceding three goals, it is it is annoying. But I do feel like we also shot ourselves in the foot a little bit as well. Um, you know, with some of the goals we conceded. And especially we were talking about it in the group chat, you know, um, being open in transition, actually, funnily enough, that's probably one of the things under Arteta that just really hasn't happened a lot. We're normally usually always quite compact, solid through the middle. Um, and, and you know, um, yeah, it, it, it just didn't materialise. And, and even if you, you saw the Liverpool game against Napoli, uh, I think Jamie Carragher said similar. What what tends to happen when you don't put pressure on the ball and you're employing a high line is that, you know, you, you do leave yourself susceptible. So. Once you're employing that high line, you need to be aggressive off the ball. And I think that was one of our our downfalls today. We were a bit lax, There were a bit too much, you know, the distances were a bit too much, I think, between the lines. Um, You know, if Mm. you think about the Rashford goal, uh, Ericsson into Bruno, there was acres of space around him and and, and that can't happen, essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was was quite a few issues with um, the goals that we conceded. Um, It's interesting, though, because, like you said, we did... I thought we started really nervously and Man United were really in the ascendancy for the first 15 minutes. And then we kind of hit them with our own sucker punch, you know, Say, same way they hit us with theirs. We hit them with um, our own, which was, I think we were slightly just trying to, we were, we were getting a little bit into the game at that point with, you know, slowed the tide a bit against them, but you know, you wouldn't have said we looked like scoring at that point. And then boom, we out of the blue, um Martinelli's from goal and a lovely tidy finish. Um, you know, lo- lovely finish, lovely dinked finish over um De Gea. And unfortunately it was it was called back for a foul. Um my personal thoughts on it are <clears throat> I look at the foul and I'm like, okay, it probably is a foul, but it's more, my my issue is more of like the the use of VAR. You know, I thought VAR was being bought into, you know, not to um, retrospectively referee games every decision, right? Because the referee, it's not like the referee's view is hindered in that incident. You know, he saw the view, he saw the incident very clearly, right? It's right there in front of him. Um, So I don't understand why that decision can be... It's supposed to be clear and obvious, right? Is, was that a clear and obvious foul? If it was clear and obvious, wouldn't the referee have seen it? And, and you know, there, there was nothing obstructing these views. I just don't understand why these kind of incidents are being brought back and refereed re- retrospectively. They're not big enough incidents in the game. Like, it's it's up for debate whether it's a foul or not. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, I, just, I just don't think we should be going to these lengths to disallow goals man it's I, in the Brighton game we literally saw uh who was it that barged someone off the ball was Tiedemann's.
0: It Tiedemann's? Tiedemann's.
1: Yeah. right yeah literally just barged someone off the ball right and Leicester scored I don't really see the difference between that and what um Odegaard did Even if anything was more egregious like that was mad aggressive you know get off the ball kind of thing um
0: it's it's uh, do you know what is a lot of it is is the implementation of it and the inconsistency of it as well. And and that's what's not just frustrating us as Arsenal fans, I'm sure loads of other fans as well, because, uh, you know, like you said, it's retrospectively refing the game. If you really wanted to, and, you know, you could find an issue with anything, but, you know, we're lording the premise as, as a contact support, but we're pulling up any little thing really and truthfully, the way they slow these things down, it makes everything look a lot worse. You could find an issue with everything really and truthfully once you slow it down, so... Yeah, man, and I just I just think it's taken away from, you know, from, from the enjoyment, man, because i are just thinking, oh, is this going to get pulled back? And, you know, I, I think, yeah, if it, only for clear and obvious things, man. The ref didn't give it in, in, in usual time. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. I just, and just, and, think and the thing is, thing,
1: the thing is with those kind of goals as well is, like, I'm always really cautious about celebrating. I, obviously at the live show we all lost our heads and we started celebrating I remember jumping on tables and all sorts, right? And um <laughs> and but generally I saw nothing wrong with the goal. It was like there was no feeling of oh, this could get bought for enough because Martinelli was clearly on the side. You know, I thought we won the ball fairly. Um and then just to see it get bought back for that is it's really frustrating. But um yeah, it's it's the game we're dealing with at the moment and it's not very fun at times um and yeah it's i don't want to say that decision cost us because i feel like that decision actually turned the game for us anyway um i felt like we started to really dominate the game from that moment and it was almost like well that was easy we can we can do that again and um I think it was a real warning sign to Man United that they also can't leave themselves open at the back. They, they got, I think they started to revert to type a little bit. I think first 15 minutes was what uh, Ten Hag wants Man United to do. And then once we had scored the disallowed goal, I thought that they kind of reverted back to type of what they normally do in big games, which is sit back and try and absorb pressure and you know just go really long and direct. Um and I don't know if that was part of Ten Hag's plan. It didn't seem like it for the first 15 minutes. Um but maybe maybe he just made a decision like okay cool that was a bit too easy. Let's <laughs> let's sit back in and and exploit Arsenal awesome that way if he if he did crudos to him. If not, um I'm not giving him any credit for that because that's what Man United had been doing under Olga de Solskjaer, Jose Mourinho, you know, everyone, right? So um yeah um, after that I felt like we were we were really in the end, in the ascendancy and we had you know quite a few chances um, I'm trying to remember the game that I saw a bit of a blur um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: thinking back to Sunday did we have any chances in the first half when did the goal happen man united hit us on the just, yeah. on a sucker punch right it was um, yeah. trying to remember what no, happened to be
0: fair to be fair the, the first one wasn't really a counter but um no. yeah, it was it was you know breaking through midfield, Lokonga didn't win a challenge, Gabriel came out, didn't win the challenge, so you know, we were we were a man less, and Zinchenko moved in and you know they had a man spare and, and that was that was kind of it. We got punished from there. And that was that was one of the Achilles Hills during the games, you know, Lokonga not winning enough jewels in the midfield. Um, mm. and, you know, just not playing like a like a six, he has a tendency to want to drift. And you, know. and you saw what happened when that happened, especially with the second goal as well. The second goal, acres yeah, yeah. of yeah. space in the middle. So,
1: I, I've been listening to a lot of the fallout from the game, like listening to other podcasts. I was quite <laughs> surprised that you know the amount of praise that Laconga was getting. Um, I thought he was the reason I don't want to say he was the sole reason we lost the game, right? But I do feel like. His lack of positional discipline, um, his timid, timidness off the ball really cost us. And, you know, I, I don't like El Elneny. I, I really dis- dislike the player, right? Not not him personally. I, I don't like El Elneny as a player. I think he's horrible, right? But if Elneny plays that game, I don't think we can see that at least two of those goals.
0: Because yeah, because he, because he doesn't because he doesn't he doesn't move, he doesn't move from that position. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So and that's distracted. what we needed, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, a, it's a, and, and you can also see why you know that sixth defensive midfielder position tends to be reserved for more experienced players because it requires a lot of positional discipline, do you know what I mean? So you, you shouldn't really be moving from that position. It's 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 just that it's, it's a given goal role, do you know what I mean? Um and I just think yeah, he was far too lax defensively he just wants to play as an eight for me you know I me personally I've I've still got a lot of doubts around him but I think if he's going to play he has to play as an eight I guess at the moment parting on any being out means he's playing as a six but (laughs) but yeah I think um I think he's got he's got a lot to learn now do you know what I mean and and if we look at it like this objectively if I think, you know, I am still remain to be convinced that the manager himself is convinced about him. Because if he was, he wouldn't have tried to sign Douglas Luiz on deadline day. Do you know what I mean? So, of course.
1: Do, you think, do you think that was playing on the Congo's mind a little bit?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, this is not an isolated case where I'm criticising. You know, these are criticisms I've had about him off the ball generally. Um, you know, you're, you're saying people praised him. I guess on the ball he was okay. But even then, sometimes... Yeah, but I don't think he did anything crazy. Back. He takes too many touches. He, he takes too long yeah. to release. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I, d- I just didn't you. really
1: understand the. I didn't really understand the praise surrounding his performance. Um, I get it, you know, he's a young player, and you don't go too hard on him. But at the end of the day, like the, the whole discourse around the defeat is. Don't make me feel uncomfortable, but I feel like we're getting a bit too wrapped up in just how good the performance was. Um, I thought the performance was good, but it wasn't like we didn't create like a shit ton of chances. We didn't, you know, it's not like we had, we had them penned back, but you never felt (laughs) like.
0: Do do, do you know what it is, though? Sometimes I think we get too wrapped up. You know, when you talk about chances, shots on goal. As in, I also class, you know, maybe like a chance as, you know, promising position. You know, I think how many times we were, I I read, you know, know, uh, how many of our players had more than like five touches in the opposition box. It's more a case of
1: firing it across the decision making.
0: Yeah. yeah, And just we had a lot of promising situations where sometimes and, you know, this is what we were guilty of, Mm Erdegaard, especially in terms of overplaying. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes yeah. you just got to pull the trigger. So I think... Yeah, there was one yeah. bad
1: one for Odegaard, Odegaard wasn't there? He was just like, yeah, yeah, bro, shoot, man. Like, you've just scored like three or four... How I many goals has he scored the last couple games? Come Freak, on, man. You're Freak, on a hot streak, yeah. bro. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you have, there was you a lot that of that. have that much
0: territory. You have to make them play. Yeah. So I, I yeah. think that, that that's more it as well. So, and, you know, it, it's that because cause at the end of the day... Um, I don't think Ten Hag wants to, well, I know for a fact Ten Hag doesn't want to play like that. If you've watched his Ajax teams, that's not how they played, do you know what I mean? But obviously, yeah. he's using it as a means to an end at the moment until he probably gets the midfielders he wants, but still, yeah. he would not want to see his team have 30% possession at home, do you know what I mean? So, I think we did yeah. that well initially to, to just keep them boxed in, they couldn't get out, um, but we just yeah. didn't make the most of it. So, so yeah, yeah so it's, yeah. it's a lesson for them and i even saw jesus after the game even said we just got to, learn to be ruthless and i think that's not even just the criticism of sunday even other games you know villa and fulham we both won 2-1 in both those games but we could have scored like five six in each of those games as well so we need to be more clinical um and that's that that's across the board uh for the team so we should have scored think, think- you know i think we've won every single game on xg this season and obviously i don't want to just use that as an example but in terms of mm-hmm. Uh, what one of the big differences I've seen this actual season is we're actually battering teams, you know, battering, battering them for for a good, prolonged period. Um, so yeah, but you know, uh, and and I'd rather play this way. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it leads to more wins than than losses. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, we need to be more ruthless, and obviously, when we do turn over the ball, we need to be more aggressive in in our counter pressing. Sure, sure.
1: Just just going back to Man United's first goal. I mean, um. I can't remember who it was, um, I, I've forgotten everyone's bloody name at the live show, um, but um, a, a guy came up to me at half-time and he was like, no man, your boy Ramsdale, he was fan. Like, he was like, your boy Ramsdale, man, come on man, Come on." I was like, what, what's he done wrong? I, I don't understand the Ramsdale criticism sometimes, Like, I, did, did you see any like anything wrong Ramsdale did for the goals? I, didn't, I don't know, I think it was more, I think people talk about the first goal specifically, maybe he made it a bit too easy for Anthony, but you're one-on-one with the guy. Like, I don't know. He made a great one-on-one save. Yeah, I know it was from his own mistake, but I don't know. Did you see anything wrong with Ramsdale for the first goal? No,
0: no. I, I I guess the thing is that some would say is that, you know, maybe he gave him the angle a bit easy. That that was always the obvious place to go. But, no, nah, it's, it's, you know, like you said, it's a one-on-one. Um, it's always a 50-50 opportunity. I'm not really, I don't think he should be, you know, to like to, to hold the blame there it could easily have been you know the mistakes were what happened earlier do you know what i mean that allowed us to end up in that position where anthony had you know free reign on goal where he didn't even have to take a touch so yeah yeah so i'm not i'm, I'm not as i'm not that bad on him for, for, for that error or for that situation yeah. just sorry should i say more so
1: yeah i didn't really understand it like i think when you look at Anthony's body position actually he's got that kind of like jinky style where he, he he closes his body a lot so on that strike he looks like he's actually gonna close his body and hit it near post so I think maybe that's why Ramsdale's kind of gone yeah. like that he thinks he's going near post and obviously it just he's just slotted it at the other the other side right I mean yeah come on guys I don't know what you want me to do about that I don't I don't know what you want uh, Ramsdale <laughs> to do about that man Jesus um but yeah I mean one nil down didn't feel good I was looking at the replays thinking, fucking please, VAR, VAR, come and save us. us." But there was nothing, right? There was nothing to hang on to. Um, It was just a bit of a a sucker punch at the time. And, you know, it was horrible witnessing, uh, you know, all the Man United fans celebrating like that. Um, But, you know, um, after that, we didn't go into our shell. If anything, I think that kind of, we, you know, it spurred us on a little bit more. Um, after half time, I thought we came out and I thought we were great. I really did think yeah, we were yeah, great. Yeah. You know, we had a, a real intention about our play. We were very, very purposeful. I don't know what Arteta said to them. Um, but within the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes, right up to Saka's goal, you just felt like a goal was coming, right? Mm-hmm. There was like mm-hmm. our chances were getting better and better. The pressure was just getting... Man United didn't have an attack for and, and, and well, right to Saka's goal, right?
0: And 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 that's what I say when sometimes the people are like, I was a counter attack masterclass for United, like, and I was like, they did not want that, you know. They don't, no team wants to be under pressure like that, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, you might say, Oh, we want to try and soak up pressure, but them man were stressed, there, mm-hmm. there's there's no other way of, of they were stressed, yeah. you know, they that was not part of the plan. And, wasn't part of the plan it's not part of the plan to not have an attack like you said you know what i mean so yeah in between that literally for 15
1: minutes minutes, they were in their own half right they couldn't get out that's not part of the plan guys yeah let's not kid yourself if you want to be delusional about what your team did that's fair enough but we're not going to do that here um yeah so i thought uh, I'm trying to remember the chances leading up to the goal. Did Saka had one that flashed past the post? Right? Is that was that before yeah, the goal or after
0: the had, goal? Yeah, yeah. no, it was before where he had it. He brought it down, and uh, he's as he struck it, he's been sort of fouled by Malacia at the same time. But he's yes. yeah, he sort of flashed across goal. Yeah. Um, Did Erdegaard
1: have one? Urdegaard on like had Erdegard. one where he
0: was inside and he should have sh- he should have shot, and that's right. something where. What so about yeah, the, the one that
1: he? What about the one <coughs> that he had that?
0: He... Oh yes, yes, that Jesus chanced that was the goal, wasn't it? Yeah, I, where I Jesus can't remember before. the
1: timeline of events, but yeah, um, yeah, either, Yeah, so yeah, they're,
0: they're, that's what I said. Even some of them were a plethora of just even decent opportunities that like they could have turned yeah. into, you know, something a lot more tangible. And that's where I said. We have got to be more decisive in the final yeah. third. I um,
1: think only um, had a header, right? That De Gea saved.
0: Yeah was that first or second half oh, sorry yeah I'm I'm losing the timeline now as well. I can't remember but I
1: know it was in that period between like man united scoring and us scoring yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah I know we had like quite a lot of good opportunities to score whether they resulted in shots or not I mean it was just yeah. it was just sustained pressure right and that's uh-huh. that's what we've been asking for from this arsenal team right is just sustained pressure and we reaped the rewards for it because we got our opportunity and goal. Jesus is through and goal. I can't remember who tackled it. It was a great, great tackle, I think it was. Yeah, but Varane, um, Varane puts Varane, us in Varane, the challenge. Varane, was it? Yeah, and then Saka's just there to, to slot it home. I mean, I was really happy for Zaka because, you know, he's had a, a difficult start to the season. Um, but, you know, I thought he this was his best game. You know, yeah, he's coming I mean, off the back of a, a good performance against um, Villa last time. Villa. Villa i thought he's yeah, good yeah. against villa i thought i thought he stepped up a notch this game he had Melassia on skates like yeah, he yeah, ripped yeah. Ma- he, that was a real welcome to the premier league for for Milassia, Milassia, Yeah, yeah 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 he and
0: he's and, 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 and he's not even slow either that malasia guy no. as well by the way but saka is very, very very powerful um yeah. in terms of you know when, once he gets into his running so yeah he's um he started last season slow as well so hopefully he's starting to get into his running now
1: yeah yeah, definitely. And it was just a, you know, a, a nice composed finish because sometimes in that situation you can sort of like snatch you know, at it, get, yeah. get your feet in the muddle or snatch at it. And, you know, and there was defenders on the line ready to block it as well. Yeah, so yeah, I thought it was quite a composed, composed finish. And um, there, after that, that is when I have the issue with, you know, what we were doing because, I felt like, for, so from when Man United scores, so 35 minutes, Saka scored at 60 minutes, right? You've got a, uh, what, a 25-minute period there of just complete Arsenal dominance, right? The, the period up to half-time and then after half-time, just complete Arsenal dominance. And, and we're on the front foot, we just scored our goal. And even we as fans, we're, in the, we're at the live show and we're all high-fiving each other and we're all saying, yeah, we can go fucking win this game. Let's go and win this game. There's still half an hour left. Let's go and win this game. And I think that mentality really sifted through to the players as well. And I saw that with the players. But just in hindsight, and I know it, it's so difficult to do in hindsight, but I think this is where like experience comes into play. Maybe a more mature side kind of puts their foot on the ball for five minutes and evaluates the situation, sees what Man United are going to try and do because they're the home team. You know, they've been getting pammed for the last 25 minutes. What are they going to do? And let's just t- let's just um, calm things down. We know what we can do. If we want to, you know, if we want to start that ball rolling again, we can. And I felt like we didn't do that. And we conceded as a consequence to um, us being just a bit too naive. You know, Lakonga, I think was feeling himself a little bit, you know, he started the second half quite well, popping it around, you know, nice couple of little sprays and he's carried the ball, right? From right centre midfield all the way over to the left hand side touchline and then tried a little through ball or whatever to Zinchenko that's off, that's not on the money. And then he's caught, like, positionally, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, oh, shit, I've given the ball away. Should I stay with Rashford out wide? He's kind of got that cover mentality now, like, okay, well, right, cool, my, my my man's here. But no one has covered the centre midfield. No one's there, right? No one's there. Um, and it just makes things so easy for, for Man Utd just to pop it into uh, – bruno was it i think erickson into bruno or whatever and bruno is uh, credit to bruno that's a fucking great through ball man it's bang on the money absolutely bang on the money um and, and you know some of our final balls were weren't you know weren't great on sunday um but bruno brilliant absolutely brilliant like and you know rashford's clean from goal and it's, it's a good for ben white ben white's probably a bit unlucky um was it Ben White on the recovery? I think he does quite well together. He he made up a
0: lot of ground. He was unlucky not to, you know, try and divert at the end. But yeah, it, yeah, he was unlucky there. Even the same for unlucky. the third goal as well, actually. So, but Yeah,
1: he was. On another day, he probably stops at least one of them, right? Like, yeah, he's, exactly. He's got great recovery speed, Ben White. But, um, yeah, yeah I, just...
0: I feel like... Yeah, sorry. At, at that time, like, you know, that period in between... Even until they score so so what what tended to happen? That period, I think, you know, after half time and between when we scored, it was really good controlled dominance, you know. But like you said, I think after we scored we started to feel ourselves we like we proper sense blood. And that's fine. Sensing blood is fine, but you've still got to have that sort of controlled level of dominance. We started to become a bit just too sloppy positionally. Do you know what I mean? So Things that we were doing well in terms of how we were sustaining, we sort of lost that trying to, trying trying to go for better. And Like you said, maybe it's a case of sometimes you really still see where the youngest team in the league. You see the naivety. So yeah, and it cost us there. It cost us there. So learning, learning point, learning experience for these guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And then after that, obviously, like um, the free subs come. Um, just want to hear your thoughts on that. Really, like it's it's. I always do feel like that. Um, you know, with this new five sub rule, my one of my f- fears about the five sub rule has always been that I feel like they could, um, the subs could like break up the game a little bit too much. Like when you're making too many subs at once, because let's face it, with three subs, you'd very rarely do all three at the same time, right? It would be sagged. You'd do one, maybe, maybe two at the same time, one and then one, or one, uh, or one, one, one. Very rarely you do three at the same time. And, um, I'm always a bit conscious about that because I just feel like even when you're bringing one sub on, it takes time to you know climatize you know um, and the game becomes a bit stale for a bit until people you know work out what they're actually doing. But when you're bringing on three players, you're changing you know a, a quarter of your of your of your side um, I do think that's it can have like quite a negative impact on the team. Um, I don't know if that was the reason we conceded the third goal. Uh, and I understand that Arteta felt like, well, boy, you know, we've got um, when did Man United score? It was like 66 minutes, so yeah, we got like when he made the subs with 15 minutes to go, he was thinking, boy, we need to get back in this game, right? Let's 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 go for it. I understand that mentality, but did you feel like the three subs that once were a bit was a bit overkill? Or did you agree with it? Like,
0: I dunno, man, it's, it's always easier to say these things in highlight in, you know, in hindsight, but yeah. at the time I was thinking, you know, and, and I've been happy with Arteta this season for it. He's being more proactive. You know, that was one of our criticisms at times previously, that he wasn't being proactive in terms of changes, how he went for it. And the reality is sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it worked against Fulham when he brought on Eddie, changed the game. Worked against Villa as well. So I'm not mad at it. Sometimes sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think, you know, maybe yeah, I I think generally we just did lose a bit of structure once those changes came. Well, I mean, I say that we were already two one down before those changes came, right? So yeah. Um so, the, so the changes a came
1: sort of a minute thing. before Man United scored their third. It was yeah, literally so, straight away.
0: So yeah, we were probably a bit ragged ragged at the time. Zinchenko obviously hadn't played the previous, what, two, might might not have been fully fit. Yeah. Um, Congo was, Lokonga was a bit probably, rigid. yeah, yeah. So I'm not, you don't expect, a, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Not mad yeah. at it. It happened, it can happen, you know, it might happen next game. You make those changes and we win. So, well, yeah, 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 I'm De- not definitely. No, I I agree. Yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it probably did make us a bit more ragged, but you know, there's always a trade off when you're trying to get back into game.
1: Yeah. And then obviously it was straight after those subs, man United, they go and score their third where um Ericsson plays that ball to, to Rashford
0: and we just looked man. by that time, yeah. We were just like I said, we were all over the shop just trying to yeah. so but but I th- I think one thing for me is that what ended up happening, you know, the goals we conceded, they're all very easily rectifiable, in my opinion. It's not like you're scratching your head thinking, mm-hmm. Oh, shit, where did it go wrong? It's like, Oh, we didn't do this right, you know, we weren't aggressive enough off the ball, we left too many gaps here, too many gaps. Those are easily fixable things, in my opinion. And, you know, like you said, it's probably a case of those don't happen with party or on any day, so yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not the end of the world, it, it I, and you know, and we can be getting close to getting bogged down in over analysis just because of who the defeat came over. and mm-hmm. I think that was always going to happen when you had your first yeah. defeat of the season. You had had five out of five, everyone was on cloud nine, everyone was really high. Um, you've had a game where you've lost, and everyone's trying to find a million and one answer. Sometimes it's just the case of you lost, like you made yeah. a couple mistakes. You can't you win every game,
1: man. Even our he best ever sides lost games, right? So,
0: and 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 that's it. Well, except for so, those
1: invincible,
0: do you know what I mean? So, and they... which is why I said for me, if I'm Arteta, I'm not telling, I'm not trying to change much. Do you know what I mean? I'm just trying to obviously close <laughs> up distances, telling them to be a bit more aggressive off the ball, because um, you could easily play that game against Man United next week and win. So that's what I said. That, it's fine margins, in my opinion, very very fine margins. So, yeah. And like for example, like I said, I think if that Martinelli goal counted, I think we win that game personally so yeah yeah yeah, it's football man it's football it happens definitely definitely definitely
1: i think after united scored their goal i mean we huffed and we puffed but we didn't really do anything did did we have any chance of no No. uh, Uh, to be fair appeal
0: was it maybe yeah with eddie but i I was quite impressed with fabio vieira's cameo he came yeah i was gonna very very direct looked uh looked quite assured he's you know. I think when he's we sign him, him, doesn't he? Yeah, when we signed him, a lot of people are. Ah, like, oh, isn't he quite similar to Erdegaard? Left-footed, creative. On the surface, that's what it looks like, but he's a lot more direct. Mm. You know, uh, he likes to go to goal more. He's happy to shoot more. Um, yeah, and you know there yeah, was he one had pass, like
1: two or three shots anyway when he came. Work, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Him? He's, he's, yeah. He's, he's a very, he's much more of a forceful player. So I think, um, he, yeah, Arteta even said in his press conference that fans will enjoy him. So hopefully now this is the start of us getting to see a bit more of him because obviously. Obviously, he joined and then he got injured in it. So it's, uh, it's been a bit of a slow start for him. So, so yeah. Yeah. So I'm, that was like I'm sure said, see was him that against... lovely,
1: that lovely pass that um, was it to Martinelli? I can't remember. Back stick? I can't remember. Yeah. He did yeah, like, like that. Really long throw, to right, yeah. right to yeah, the
0: left.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Pass. Uh, I don't know how the hell we saw that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, we didn't really, we huffed and we puffed, but the game was killed at that point. Um, and to be honest, Man United probably could have had. Another, they had like another account, a couple of counter attacks uh, when Ronaldo came on, and um, you know, it, it, it could have made things worse for us. But uh, yeah, we got out there with a 3 1 defeat in the end. But you know, um, just the feeling after the game was obviously disappointment, you know, especially being in the environment that we were, you know, in a live show and all the Man Night fans were chirping up. And it was, you know, it was hard. It was very, very hard. But I didn't come away from that game thinking oh we're in trouble here you know i i came away from that game feeling do you know what if Man United when the man united come to the emirates we're gonna stuff them i think i think we will beat them pretty convincingly um so i came away with good feelings about that game i came away feeling that our next game against Everton, i feel like we're gonna batter them as well um I think we're in a good place, and the players shouldn't get too down on on that defeat. Um it We played well, and like you said at the start of the pod, I think you play that game ten times, you probably win six or seven of those games. You know, which is what we're trying to build here. Yeah, we're trying to build like a team who is capable of going out on a pitch and you know get putting themselves in a position to win football games. And I think we, I think Arteta is doing that, and I think we, the, the players are doing that as well. We just need to be more ruthless and, um yeah, just a bit more switched on, man, because there are going to be teams this year, you know, that we see with City. Look at City. City bat- battered Villa. They had about 90% of the game and then, what, what one, one counter-attack and Villa scored to take a point off them, you know, so, and that's Man City. We're nowhere near Man City, you know, so
0: the, the, those the, games are disc- going to happen. The, the, the star we're trying to introduce is, one, what us fans want to see, but two, it does have drawbacks because the reality is it's a very high-risk, high-reward strategy, what we're trying to do. You know, like you said, more often than not, it will reward us. But at the end of the day, we're trying to defend on the halfway line. If someone yeah. manages to break through that press and goes, they've got acres of space to run in behind, so yeah, it will happen from time to time. And it is what it is. It's life. Yeah. The best Barcelona yeah. team ever did, did that. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um cool. Uh, is there any, you know, individual performances you want to talk about? We spoke about Saka. I thought Gabby Jesus was unreal. I thought he was
0: brilliant. Really, I with... Fantastic. I think he's been fantastic in every game this season. And he's honestly yeah. like for someone who is only five foot nine, the amount of danger and the the amount he stresses people, I think mm-hmm. is, is just second to none. Um yeah. you know I saw a lot of Had praise for I, and, I saw a lot of praise for Virand Martinez. Um, after the game, and obviously they won 3 1. So, but if you watch that game, he caused them trouble so much trouble. So, what so they much did was fouling.
1: For... What what did <coughs>
0: do foul That's it? what I'm saying. You know, he's he's the most foul player in the league this season. He, and he, yeah. he was, a. Uh, I I saw a stat after the game. Um, Man United committed 13 fouls in the game, nine of them were on Gabriel Jesus. So, it tells you all you need to know. People are scared of him, and I, I think probably, um, you know, Leo mentioned it, probably the only slight worry is that he gets kicked a lot, you know, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot. And obviously the style of play he has, where he's so intense on and off the ball, it's important that we just, you know, manage him carefully. So yeah. um, so obviously, you know, the game against Zurich, for example, for me, he sits down, let Eddie have the full 90 there, unless obviously things go really wrong, but hopefully not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, talk, let's look ahead to Zurich then, because uh, that game's tonight. Um, with recording this in the morning um arteta said that he's gonna you know bring quite a strong squad um i don't think there's any real surprise there i don't think you know i don't think when he means strong squad i don't think he means he's gonna start jesus uh you know all all these men that you know have been starting with the first six premier league games um i think he Mm -hmm. just means they're gonna come along and you know if if we're in trouble, we have them on the bench to, you know, maybe get us out of out of trouble. But you know, um, it'd be a good opportunity to see some of these guys who haven't had much football so far, like your Vieiras. We're very happy with, impressed with his cameo. So, Emil Smithrow,
0: is he is he injured again? That guy, he's injured again. So right. yeah, he got so injured in got injured him. in the warm down. So right. we're not be seeing him yet. Right. Yeah. And but 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 yeah. But like like you said, when it when it's a strong squad, I think people took that literally, as in he's going to play his first eleven, which isn't the case. Like he's just going to play guys like Tommy Yasu, Tini. Yeah. You know, in normally this would be a game for like the likes of El Lokonga, um, you know, Eddie Vieira, ESR. So that's a strong second team if that was what was going to play. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, yeah, there'll probably be some, some sprinkled first team guys in. Like I think Xhaka and Lokonga will both start. Uh, oh, just yeah. for the fact of the matter is there's no El Nenian party. Oh, okay. I, I saw, you know, people are getting quite upset. They're like, oh, you know, Arteta's not bringing playing enough academy graduates. But I'm kind of like, well, one, he sent Aziz on loan. Patino's gone on loan. Brook Norton coffee has gone on loan. Do you know what I mean? It's all the youngsters that, you know, are highly rated. They're, they're out playing, you know, tangible minutes, which I think is probably better for their development. And also you need, to, you need to remember as well is that, we have the youngest squad in the league already. So there are yeah. so many players in the team that we're trying to develop. We can't develop everyone. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. fans are saying they want to compete, but they're also saying they want every single youngster to play minutes, you know, it's sort of like a conflict of interest. You know what I mean? So you're you never going to be able to
1: please everyone, man.
0: You're never going to be able yeah. to please everyone. So I, I think, yeah. And obviously, you know, this is a competition that realistically we can win. So, yeah. you know, you have to, you have to get that balance right. So, um, so yeah. So if, for example, I'm sure, yeah, like I said, there'll be a, a couple first teamers tonight, but if everyone was fit, it would be a very, very strong second team. You'd probably be playing like Eddie, like Marquinhos, Vieira, ESI, El Nenny, You can make a really, really strong second team. Tommy, Tomiyasu, Holding. It's a decent second team. You know, well, you We've basically play, so...
1: got two teams of, of we, players. When, everyone's, that fit, can you, play, when right? everyone's
0: fit, we've got two teams. We've got two, two different teams that can play. So I'm not too worried. Obviously, because of the injury situation at the moment, there'll be some first teamers um, that play tonight, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to, to 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 see what happens. I think Eddie, you know, he's chomping out a bit at the bit for a start, and you know, who knows? Maybe if he, but this is the thing at the moment. Our forward line are, are playing quite well, so it's like even if Eddie does do well in this game, it's like we well, yeah, you're not really going to start next game, are you? I mean, maybe there's some potential for rotation. Maybe Martinelli or Saka to come out but, but, but right? it's, against it's, Everton. It's, it's, but you wouldn't really it... want to do that, would you?
0: It's a long season. He's going to get loads of minutes, believe me, because, for example, uh, we expect Brazil to go far in the World Cup. We don't know what state Gabriel Ziz is going to come back in. Eddie hasn't declared for Ghana. He won't get selected for England. So more than likely, he's going to be at home. So he's going to be fresh after the World Cup. So he will get loads of minutes after then. So, yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't worry, man. I wouldn't worry.
1: No, no, no. Um, Cool. Is there uh, any other bits and pieces you want to... Talk about it before? Have I missed anything?
0: Uh, I know you mentioned. No, I, I, I think. Part. Um, I, I think just for me, you know, you know, last season when we tended to lose games, we tended to lose them in bunches, you know. So for for me, it's about reacting and reacting quickly. So probably Europa's probably come at a good time. Um, get a win, get the confidence up, and then it will be tough because obviously now you know this is probably where it gets difficult. You know, we have that Thursday shut Sunday schedule, so there's not yeah. a lot of you know, um, recovery time in between those. So Arteta is yeah. going to have to manage the squad carefully, um, especially, you know, with the injuries we've had now. And, you know, yeah. previously, I think, I don't think he's managed that very well. Um, mm. So let's see how he does this, because obviously we've got Zurich. some first team players are going to play here. Hopefully we can get the job done early and the first team guys that do play, we can bring them off. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because then Everton's a quick turnaround on Sunday again, so that I think that's probably know, the challenge. Uh, do
1: you know and, and, and also and
0: also uh, mm, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be lying if I said I did, bro. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so um, I, I think obviously the, the 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 main challenge the main challenge in this group is PSV in it. So and I think I think it's important, obviously, firstly to win because if you win this group, you get the bye in the round of thirty two, so you just go straight through to the round of sixteen. It's whereas true. obviously if we finish second we're going we're gonna to have to play a Champions League dropout. So right. there's big, big incentive to, to top the group and finish for us. So we skip around and we just go straight through to the round of 16 as well. So um, so I can imagine sure. Arteta, that's why I said I think Arteta will be semi-strong a bit. So.
1: Yeah, I think someone made a, a good point on, um, I think it was Arsenal. They said, um, you know, I think Arsenal fans, we are quite hung up on this whole playing a couple times a week. Thing right, but if we achieved our yeah. objectives last year and made Champions League, we'd be doing that. Yeah. You know, they, these we men would be have to play same. twice a week yeah, yeah. because we yeah, wouldn't have yeah. been yeah. able to we'll afford shoot. to play Marquinhos in the Champions League. Yeah, these, these men, we'd be playing our strong team exactly. You know, exactly. so we, I think we do but get. I, I think the opportunity is there to keep yourself fresh. I, I understand it, but I don't think we should get too hung up on it. Yeah. You know, play and players like to play. No, no, no. the rhythm, so.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think the the only thing I would say just to counteract that slightly, that's why you need a big squad as well. Um Just yeah. because, yeah, obviously these guys are going to be playing regularly, but we're at a position now where if Saka gets injured, you know, it's either you play Marquinhos or you move Jesus to the right. Or if, uh, you know, we're, we're now at a stage where we're, where we're playing Conga and there's just, there's, there's a few places where, if it if we do get more injuries it could get very sticky so hopefully no, so more no injuries need to we, risk it basically. hopefully no more injuries we get a win tonight yeah if if, if, you, if you don't have to don't do it so yeah
1: understood understood yeah. all right cool let's uh let's wrap things up there um again thank you to everyone who did come to the live show we appreciate everyone who did come we hope you had a great time uh sean i hope you feel a little bit better um and i'll speak <laughs> to you again soon Peace.
0: Cheers. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Urzhil. Like a Go! went
1: for a in the box. Final.
0: sports social podcast network